All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 3, Episode number 14 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan, and I'm lucky to have Dylan D. Berthium here with me. I was going to have to do the show by myself earlier this morning, but D. informed me that he could actually make it work later this afternoon, so I apologize to everybody who got their hopes up and thought they might hear one earlier today, uh, but I had to wait. For a little bit of backup. So Dylan Z Berthium, how's it going, buddy? Uh pretty good. You know, hanging in. Just one exam left before I get to go home to Windsor and uh you know, do podcasts back home over the winter break, because that's what I look forward to when I go home. Yeah. That's all that's all I, like it's like Christmas break's cool, but like doing podcasts with the boys is really what you're coming home for. Yeah, it's next level for sure. <laughs> yeah, um and then I don't even know where Beebs is. I think he said he was heading over to the States today, so right He's after chilling. work. So so no beeps today, but me and D will hold down the fort. Uh, we got, you know, it is Friday. We, I'm sure we both got some plans tonight. So we're just going to have a, you know, a little bit of a shorter show than we normally do. Um, you know, Beebs does most of the talking around here. So without him, 
Um, what are we going to do? Uh, so here's just kind of a quick breakdown of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we'll talk about there's a handful of forwards, uh, veteran forwards at that, that have been um, on pretty good hot streaks recently. Uh, so we're, it's going to be kind of just like an abbreviated, you know, legit or not legit segment, kind of talking about just which three we each believe in the most uh, going forward, kind of uh, guys that we think are, are, are decent fantasy additions um, at this point if they're not already owned in your league. Uh, and then we've seen a number of key goalies go down on uh, the last couple days or weeks, I should say. Um, so we're going to take a look at their backups and which ones we uh, are more willing to rely on over over the other one. Um, and then we're going to finish the show off with a couple of waiver wire pickups uh, that should be available in most leagues. We'll talk about a player uh, who is available in 60% of leagues and a player that is available in over 80% of leagues uh, to give you guys a couple extra names. Uh, the injury, um, head over to DFO for that. I didn't want to do a, an injury report today because it is just so long again. Uh, there's a lot of key players out right now. I just last week was a little crazy. So head over to DFO. Uh, to see, you know, all the injuries and, and whatnot, because it's just, they're mounting. It's brutal. I mean, and some of, like, my favorite players, like, we just see Bo Horvat goes out for, like, at least six weeks. Brutal. brutal. Um, Johansson went on IR today. It might not mean anything, because they don't play till, again until next Wednesday. Uh, but he went on IR. Barkoff's doubtful for Saturday. Like, it's brutal. Some of the biggest beauties of this year so far mm-hmm. going down. It's just, and then, like, man... Before we get into it, though, I, I don't know if you've paid too much attention to this, but, like, have you seen, like, what's been going on with Ryan Spooner? Uh, the, no. The guy, like, comes in, like, he he missed, like, a bunch of games, and, like, came back from injury, played two, got hurt again, came back, played three, got hurt again. Like, he's he's been injured, I think he's been on IR three or four separate occasions in the first two months of the season. He's only played, he's only played ten games. Different injuries? Like, every, yeah, every single one's been different. I'm almost positive. Like, they, I think they've like the first top uh, first two. I think were upper body, and the last two have been lower body. So I don't know if they are directly related or not. But poor guy just cannot stay healthy. I mean, not like he's like a huge fantasy stud anyway. But it's just ridiculous. Like I'm like, I I feel like every day I post like Ryan Spooner's been activated from IR. Will play tonight, and then the next night I'm like Ryan Spooner's been placed on IR. <laughs> poor guy. But uh, let's let's talk about some of these veteran guys that are really uh, on a tear here. I'm gonna list. Uh, the players and kind of their stats of what they've been doing in the, during this recent stretch. And then, like I said, we're going to talk about which guys we believe in the most going forward. So uh, let's start with one of the more obvious ones. Uh, one of the younger guys on this list, too, but Josh Bailey. Uh, he has two goals and 11 assists to give him 13 points in his last 11 games. Uh, veteran Henrik Sedin's really picked it up recently after a terrible start. Uh, one goal, 11 assists to give him 12 points in his last 12. Craig Smith has eight goals and four assists, 12 points in his last 15. Matthew Perot somehow just doing it on the fourth line and the power play. Six goals, six assists for a total of 12 points in his last 12 games, playing with Matt Hendricks, of all people. Uh, His teammate, Brian Little, four goals, seven assists, 11 points in his last 13 games. Derek Stepan. I would hate to say I told you so, but Derek Stepan, three goals, eight assists to give him 11 points in his last 13 games. And somebody that you guys might not even have remembered even played in the NHL uh, up until a couple weeks ago, Marion Gabrick's actually returned, uh, looking pretty good too. Four goals, two assists, six game, or sorry, six points in his first eight games back in the Kings lineup. Um, and he's firing the biscuit, man. He looks good. He looks, I mean, he's rarely healthy ever, like... <laughs> 
lucky to get 50 games out of him at this point um, he's so old, in, in any given season. But he's looked good. Who knows uh, how long that one will last. But before I spoil anything, uh, why don't you you know give me the top three guys that you trust out of this group going forward? Uh, well, first off, I think Bailey is like easily head and shoulders uh, above the rest here, I guess, in terms of what we can expect, expect from them moving forward. Uh, I just think as long as he's on that top line with Tavares and that top power playing unit, uh, just too many good players around him, and he's a good enough player in his own right that he should easily outpace the rest of the group. So to me, I got Bailey at number one, and then I got Brian Little at number two. Similar to Bailey, he's in a really good spot right now. Um, he's kind of struggled the last few years, died off a little bit, hasn't been over 50 points the last three years. Got a real shot at getting back there this year. Uh, I like the Jets' top six a lot, and he sees a lot of power play time. And, uh, you know, I just think he's a skilled player, and he's on a line now where he doesn't have to do too much, so it should serve him pretty nicely down the stretch. Uh, and then I got your boy Derek Stefan closing out at number three. Obviously in a pretty bad situation in Arizona, but he's, uh, you know, he's been a perennial 55-point guy the last few years, and it's certainly more than you can say for the rest of the guys that we're talking about here. Yeah, uh Again, I'll start. I'll, I'll kind of go right off yours. Uh, Bailey was an obvious number one for me. He was almost just so obvious that I didn't even, I almost didn't include him in this segment uh, just because it is. Uh, he seems to just kind of be heads and tails over the rest of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think the reason I did include him was because he, he still does go overlooked. Like he just still doesn't seem to be getting the respect he, he deserves. Um, I guess the one reason I believe in him the most is because, like I said, he is one of the younger guys on this list. Um, and you have to admit, like, he has the best line mates of anybody on this list as well. Uh, I mean, playing with Johnny T is always uh, a bit of an advantage. But if you look at it, too, like, it's not just been this year that Bailey's done this. If you go back to the start of last season, uh, Bailey quietly ranks ninth in the NHL in assists with 69 helpers. Nice. And 33rd in points uh, with 87. So that's pretty... You know, that's putting yourself up in the, in, you know, in the top, almost the top 30 in, in points over the last, you know, year and two months here. And then top 10 in assists. Uh, that's just impressive. Uh, and, you know, he's, he scores goals too. So uh, I think um, he deserves a little bit more respect. I think I, I kind of just wanted to shed a little bit of light on that, you know, because I I don't even know what his own percentage is. I'm sure it's getting up there, but yeah. I still don't think he's up in, you know, at 100. And this is a guy, like I said, uh, ranking, you know, in the top 10 in assists in the last, you know, calendar year pretty much uh number two for me was craig smith uh and craig smith's not usually a guy i've really liked a lot uh, in previous years but before kyle turris was traded to nashville uh smith had a, a measly 3.26 on ice shooting percentage uh but since turris has arrived that's it's helped quite a bit the positive regression uh has hit his on ice shooting percentage bringing that number up to 10.3 um his high danger scoring chances per 60 are, are way up with tourists as well. Uh, and that's translated into seven goals and 12 points in 13 games since the trade. Um, and then I think though, like a lot of people kind of forgot about Smith after a really, really, really bad 2016, 17 year. Uh, and I think it kind of had people forget that this is a guy that averaged 23 goals and 22 assists in the three years prior to last year. So he was always a pretty, you know, consistent, you know, bottom of the roster producer, uh, but now he gets a legitimate set. Like that was, you know, doing it with the likes of like Mike Fisher and Mike mm-hmm. Ribeiro, which not, you know, no knock on those guys. But I think Kyle Terz is a much better hockey player than they are. And this will help him a lot. So with a legit center and, you know, Kevin Fiala's bounced back a lot from that, that bad leg injury he had. He looks really good on the other wing. Uh, so that line's, you know, especially right now with Johansson, that line's been leaned on as their number one line and they're clicking. They're still firing on all cylinders. So 
Uh, I think Smith should be able to keep up this recent stretch of, of hot play. Um, although, I, obviously, I think there should be some regression to be seen um, a, a bit in the goal-scoring category, at least, because he is shooting 20% since mm-hmm. Turs, uh was traded there. But nonetheless, uh, you know, he was like a 25-goal guy for three years. Now he's got probably the best center he's ever played with. Uh, so that should help him a lot going forward. And then I was gonna, I was leaning a little bit more towards Brian Little, but I know you love Little, so I stayed away from him because I knew he'd be in your top three. And I went with Derek Stepan in a bit of I told you so moment here. Uh, I don't really have to say too much about him. I mean, I, I laid it out for everybody a couple weeks ago, and since then he's been red hot. So uh, I'm gonna, you know, pat myself on the back a little bit for that one. Of and you, uh, of course. And then whoever picked him up when I when I told you, I'm like, way to go. That's what you need to do. Obviously, he remains kind of a deeper league option, but that's kind of what we're talking about with all these guys here. Yeah. Um, the Coyotes, you know, they have improved a lot. Like we said, they would because they simply couldn't be as bad as they were to start the season. Mm-hmm. Unlike you said, he's really got back to that consistent production from his Ranger days. Uh, shot volumes up a little bit uh, in this recent stretch compared to uh, his first 15, 20 games. So a lot of things to like about Stepan. Uh, Max Domi's playing a lot better. Keller's still playing pretty well. Uh, what's his name? Brandon Perlini's playing great. Uh, so they're, they're, they're yeah. coming along. I mean, even like Oliver Ekman Larson and stuff is, is playing a lot better. Dvorak's and then now they got too. yeah, and they got Jacob Chitrin back in the lineup here, uh, or Chitrin, however you pronounce it, there a couple games ago. I what a Chitrin. yeah, that's what I say too. But I heard Chitrin on the on the broadcast, so I don't know. Chitrin Chitrin doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna. I, I've always said Chitrin myself. Um, but I guess before we move on, let's just talk about that. I mean, what a recovery for that kid, eh? Like, that's a freaking nature recovery. Like, they were, like, thinking he was going to be out till February. Yeah, man. Comes back in early December. It's just, it's Some amazing. Adrian, Adrian Peterson level level stuff right there. Yeah. What's his name, too? Uh, Eric Carlson's recovery there a couple years ago yeah. was pretty pretty wild as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one guy I was kind of comparing it to. But, yeah, AP, yeah, he just came back in, like, five, five weeks. Like, yeah, I just... Uh, I tore, tore, yeah, but I'm tore back. his ACL at the end of like week 17 of the season before, and then was ready for week one and like had like 200 yards the first game. Legend. Yeah, yeah. it's asinine. But again, I think that's four weeks in a row we've uh, we've went back to the football well. Uh, <laughs> but whatever, we'll move we'll move it right along back to hockey here. Uh, like I said, there's a bunch of guys here, uh, a bunch of goalies I should say that have been banged up in the last couple weeks. Uh, you've got Matt Murray who remains week to week in Pittsburgh. Cam Talbot, who's uh, still expected to miss a couple weeks in Edmonton. Uh, Jane, or sorry, Roberto Luongo, uh, he's, they don't even know. Like, it's looking like, you know, at least two months for him, uh, yeah. six to eight weeks. Uh, he couldn't even put any weight on on his leg as he was being helped off the ice. Um, and then I was going to include Corey Crawford in this as well, but he came back. Uh, to the, he's starting tonight, actually. So Crawford's back. Um, so now that, you know, you got Murray out, so the Penguins turn to Tristan Jari. Um Talbot's out, so the, the Oilers turn to Laurent Brassois, and Luan goes out, so the Panthers turn to James Reimer. Uh, which of these three, I guess, rank these three uh, in terms of which guy you like the most to the least uh, going forward? I mean, because like these guys, you know, goalies are hard to come by at this point in the season, um, and, and so if somebody like this can step in, especially if you're an owner of one of the injured guys, and can help out uh, over the next couple of weeks, it could be huge. It could be the difference between, you know, missing or making the playoffs at the end of the year. So, um, you know, a lot of these guys are still readily available on the waiver wire. So which one do you trust the most and which one do you trust the least going forward? Uh, I definitely like Jari the most. Uh, Pittsburgh's by far the best team on this list, obviously. Uh, he's got a 921 save percentage in eight games this season. And he was touted pretty highly as a prospect coming through the Penguins system. So I feel safer riding with this hot start than the other two options on this list. 
Um, but I definitely do like Reimer more than Brassois. Um, you know, Reimer has obviously struggled a lot this year to the tune of an 894 save percentage, but he's still a career 9, 914 guy. And if we, you know, we're talking about him getting this kind of opportunity at the beginning of the year, we would have been held over heels for this guy. So I think, you know, the Panthers struggles to start the year, um, probably plays in on that as well. So I, I like Reimer's odds of bouncing back. I think he's obviously a better goalie than what he's shown so far this year. And I think the Panthers are a better team than what they've shown. Um, and then Brassois and Edmonton, you got an 877 save percentage on what's been one of the worst <laughs> teams in the league so far this year. So I think that one kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's not going to be too much uh, drama in this segment because I'm right there with you. I got the same order. Like you said, uh, Jari's playing probably behind the best team on this list. Uh, I mean, it's not to say that the Penguins don't have flaws because they definitely do. Uh, They are lacking some depth. Mm -hmm. But uh, they still have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang all on the rosters. And Phil Kessel, I know I always forget about him, um, all still on the team. They're still a really good squad. Uh, and you know what? Jari's been impressive. A 239 goals against, 921 save percentage, and one shutout since Murray got hurt. He's really taken that job. Uh, and, you know, he's had one bad game. Of course, it was the day I, the only time I played him on DraftKings in this whole stretch. Thanks, Jari. Lost to Andre Pavlik, of all people. What a, what a jerk. You know, uh, but- some people were saying um, because of Jari that the move for Pittsburgh might have been to uh, trade Murray and then hang on to Fleury prior to the whole expansion situation really yeah but i, I from a, any take i've heard on this has been after you know jerry's come out and kind of played well but a lot of people have yeah. said that like the pens were so high on jerry so it didn't really For make sure. a ton of sense to keep the two young goalies when they probably could have cashed in on murray a lot last year but you know we both think murray's still a pretty uh talented goaltender but interesting nonetheless yeah, for sure. And, you know, I actually, speaking of this goaltending situation, I just remembered I got called out after last week's episode because apparently I lumped Jari and Casey DeSmith together. Um, and that wasn't actually what I did at all. I was, I think all I did was say how much time, like, they've played in their, in their, during their NHL careers. Yeah. Like, they just, I was, I was referencing the time on, because 315 minutes between two guys as your goaltending tandem is hilarious. Just the number alone was just funny. I wasn't really putting them together. I know Jari is the, the far superior goaltender uh, than Casey Smith and obviously is going to be leaned on as their number one. So Murray's back. Uh, and, but like I guess this kind of goes into rate. The next thing I was going to say here was uh, he should obviously have a firm hold on the Penguins' job uh, until Murray gets back. So you know, playing behind a, a high-quality offense, he should have a chance to win more, uh, more nights than not. Uh, so I like Jari more. Than, uh, than Reimer, but I actually like Reimer. I think he's a pretty solid goaltender. Yeah. Uh, but the Panthers, like the Penguins, are also a flawed team. Um, I mean, I've made... It's no secret that I love the, the boys, the Barkov and Huberto, Bugstad, Trocek, Neandel, Ekblad. They're all great. Love them. But that's kind of where it ends. They don't, they have some depth issues. Um, their blue blue line is definitely below average outside of those. You know, Matheson's pretty tall too, but then their bottom yeah. three, you know, you get rid of uh, Demers there, it, it, it just falls off pretty, like pretty much falls off the map after yeah. those guys. Um, so I just simply believe that the Penguins are, you know, the more superior team than the Panthers at this point. Um, and then the other, the other reason, I, there was an article, I can't remember, I think it was on NBC Sports today or yesterday, uh, and it was talking about, let me see. I have it here somewhere. I just don't want to like talk nonsense. It's all right. I don't know where. Okay. No, sorry. It's Bob McKenzie. It was Bob McKenzie. He said, um, 
as I mentioned on NBCSN uh, last night, Florida is looking for a goaltender due in large part to Roberto Luongo injury, but also because Florida would like a younger, though still NHL experienced backup for Luongo to help the term, help in longer term transition at that point. So I don't know if he meant Reimer there, but so I think that's another reason why I had Jari ahead of uh, Jari ahead of Reimer is just because I you know Luongo is out probably the longest of all of these guys, but. Uh, you could. Vi- I think there's a very good chance, at least if Bob's reporting it, that uh, maybe they go out and look in. Uh, this is just a, a spitballing, obviously, but maybe they look at bringing in somebody like Peter Morazic or something like yeah. that, and then suddenly Reimer doesn't have the the, the guaranteed starts that you know uh, Jari does at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same could... boat. Yeah, you're good I was just saying the same boat. Edmonton, I think, is yeah. in the same situation as <laughs> yeah. well. I think they're also looking to bring somebody in. For sure. Uh, because Brissois has been terrible. Uh, I just don't think Brissois is that good. Uh, he's got a 901 save percentage at even strength and an 877 uh, save percentage overall. I'm literally just never going to roster anybody that has those numbers. Uh, so I have no interest in him at all right now. That team continues to be a disaster. Yeah. Uh, I read something yesterday that Poor said Jor- Jordan Eberle is on pace for more goals than Ryan Strom is points this year. Uh, Ryan Strom is expected to be a healthy scratch tomorrow night. Uh, it's just a disaster in Edmonton. I can't believe it still. I still think there are better days ahead, but, I mean, you can't say that forever. They got to right the ship soon, man, or, or the, wheel, you know, the wheels are just going to completely uh, fall off. Yeah, I mean, you still got Connor at the end of the day, right? But, um, you know, it's... Uh... It's looking pretty grim right now. Um, and again, then you do want to point to the numbers and say how it does show that they should be doing better than they are, but they've obviously have, haven't have gotten the above-average goaltending that they got last year. Um, and, you know, we're running out of time. It's just the, the reality oh, of the yeah. situation. We're almost at Christmas here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, po- like positive underlying numbers amid struggles is all well and good but at the end of the day you got to figure out a way to turn it around and actually get the puck in the net um yeah because you know the season goes by faster than i think most teams like to admit yeah for sure uh but before we get into our waiver wire pickups let's throw it over to the blue stones really quick uh i don't want to i don't want to deprive the people of, of an extra blue stone to listen so we'll uh give you 60 seconds of the blue stones and we'll talk about a couple waiver wire pickups uh when we get back so sit tight Season three, episode fourteen of the Daily Faceoff podcast. No beeps today, uh, just Brock and D. 
Uh, we don't got a whole lot left to talk about here, so let's just get right into it, D. Uh, some waiver wire pickups. Guys you're targeting under 40% owned right now. Uh, who is it? Uh, okay, so the first one I'm going to talk about is Tyler Johnson. Um, just 26% owned in standard Yahoo leagues right now. And, you know, this is kind of a theme of what we've been talking about so far in the show, but this is less of a recommendation based off Johnson himself, but rather his line mates right now and the situation he finds himself in. Uh, for the last three games, he's been playing on the top line with Stamkos and Nemesnikov, and he's racked up five points over that span. Uh, and it may only be a short-term move. He might not spend a whole lot more time up there on the f- top line. Uh, but as long as he is, Johnson offers huge fantasy value. He's a good shooter. He's a career 12.8 shooting percentage. Doesn't rack up a ton of shots. But again, as long as he's on that top line, they generate a lot of high-danger scoring chances. He's going to score some goals. Um, so... Again, value 100% tied to his line mates. You're going to want to keep an eye on that situation. Keep professional DFO. Um, but if you need some scoring help right now, he should still be available in most leagues, and he's just a good, cheap source of goals right now. So, again, so long as he's on that top line. Yeah, it, it's funny. Like, I mean, we, we kind of talked about this last week, too, uh, about how it might be time uh, for Phillies to break up their top line. It might be time for... Uh, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay to break up that top it. line, and then both of them happened like almost immediately. Yeah. Um, and then we've even we've even seen the uh, the Blues break up their top line as well. Um, really? So a lot of that, yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, no, it happened a couple games ago. It's uh, Steen with Chen and uh, Schwartz, and then Tarasenko's with Stastny and Sabotka, I think. So they even broke up their their top line as well. Uh, so. It's kind of been a common theme we've seen here the last couple, uh, last week at least. Um, and then another guy that we talked about last week who we both kind of uh, wanted to use in this spot, but we talked so much about him last week that yeah. didn't feel like it was necessary to bring him back up, is Adam Henrique. Um, I, I'm an idiot. I forgot to look it up, but I think he's right around 30% owned, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but last mm-hmm. week we talked about uh, how he is a a pretty good option in the short term. He's at 26% owned. Uh, he's a pretty good option in the short term as long as uh, the Ryans are injured in Anaheim. And since uh, he's joined the Ducks, he's picked up two goals and three assists, a point in every single game. Uh, really looks good next to Corey Perry. Uh, it's really rejuvenated Corey Perry even as well. His numbers have have, uh, yeah. have gone up since uh, Henry was added to the mix. Uh, he's got two goals, two assists in those four games as well. So, uh, then they just got Raquel back, so they now have a, a formidable top line. Um, I mean, that line was still even doing pretty good when it was Raquel with, like, Grant and uh, Perry. Uh, yeah. So adding somebody uh, of Henrique's capabilities. Uh, and then even, like I said, once uh, Getzlaff gets back too, he might get bumped down. Um, but then even still, uh, uh, what's his name there? Kessler will be out for a little bit longer after that. So uh, he still has some time, and I still think this is a guy that will play uh, in the top six even when uh, even if he has to move to the wing when those two guys are healthy. But we'll see for sure. Uh, again, just 26% owned. Worth definitely taking a look at in the short term. Uh, for me, it's another guy just coming back from injury. Uh, Andre Burakovsky at 34% owned. He offers dual wing eligibility, which is always nice. Uh, throughout his 205-game NHL career, uh, Bur- Burakovsky carries a very nice 53.9 course rating, uh, but still hasn't had the, the success uh, that a lot of people have predicted. Uh, he's kind of each year pegged as like a breakout superstar every year, and it just still hasn't happened. But mm-hmm. uh, he had a nice start to this year. Prior to getting hurt, he had four points, one goal, three assists in nine games before I think he fractured his thumb. Uh, he was also playing a career-high 15.45 per game. Uh, that was kind of the reason why he had never broken out in the past. 
was he was always limited to around uh, closer to 13 minutes of ice time a game. So we've seen almost a full three minutes more this year. Uh, now he returns to a Capitals lineup tonight that are very, still very thin on the wing, uh, especially right now with TJ Oshio. Uh, he will start tonight on the third line, but I, I don't think it'll be difficult for him to move up. Uh, he basically has to supplant one of Tom Wilson, who was a DraftKings darling the other night, yeah. um, Alex Chieson, who's uh, hot garbage, and <laughs> Jacob Verona, who's been actually okay. Verona would be, I think, the last of those three to move off. Uh, yeah. I think, it was, especially while Oshie's out, I think that we could even see Burakovsky move up to that second line in, in, in place of hot garbage uh, tonight. So <laughs> I, I, I think that the kid's got a lot of uh, fantasy potential, but again, his value is still always going to be tied to that usage. Um, so I think right now is a good time to add him. Add him while he's, uh, while he's just coming back. Hope that that usage continues like like it was at the start of the year mm-hmm. because if you if you don't pick him up now and he comes back and he plays in the top line or the top six and then he picks up a couple goals in the first two games, he's going to be gone because people know what kind of game-breaking talent he can be with that minute. So you have to get in there uh, to go on the ground floor here. Uh, but who is somebody under 20% owned, somebody who's a little more readily available that you're targeting right now? Kyle Connor, just 18% right now. Uh, it's not ass nine. In Yahoo leagues. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, like, why so low? He's been, he's been like, on fire for, like, a month and a half. <laughs> I know, dude. 2015, first-round draft pick, 17 points in 23 games. Um, and, again, it's similar to Johnson, who I talked about just before. Um, but Connor's fantasy value is pretty tied to the guys around him, but his linemates, Shifley and Wheeler, have been as productive as anybody in the league to this point. Uh, and Connor has tagged along for the ride for sure. Uh, I do think there's a lot of upside here, though. He's on pace for just over 200 shots, which is quite the feat for a 21-year-old. Um, you know, I would definitely expect that to progress, you know, season to season moving forward. So a lot to like here in Kyle Connor. Uh, and unlike Johnson, Connor has cemented himself on the top power play unit as well, and it's a power play that's his fourth best in the league right now. Um, so, again, I think as long as he's skating alongside Wheeler and Shifley, he'll be productive, and it could make for a big breakout year for him. Yeah, like already has pretty much. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Like the Jets, I, I tweeted about it a, a little bit uh, earlier in the week. Uh, the Jets just are not getting the respect they deserve. They were kind of a forgotten team, uh, at least in Canada. Well, they're definitely forgotten in America. I don't even think anybody even knows where Winnipeg is. But <laughs> uh, they were a forgotten team this summer because, you know, the, the Oilers had a nice playoff run. They have Connor McDavid. Everybody was pegging them as Stanley Cup contenders. The Leafs, obviously coming off, you know, a really good year. Uh, so nobody was really talking about the Jets, but they might have the best top six in the NHL. Like, they're so good. good. Like, they're they're so good. And, like, Matthew Pro we mentioned earlier, <laughs> like, just ripping it up on, like, their fourth line. Like, they are deep. Yeah. And they still make some strange lineup decisions. Like, they could be even better <laughs> than they are. And, and you know what? Connor's a guy that, that I've talked about quite a bit before uh, as somebody I thought – could be a breakout star. Uh, I kind of pegged him as that last year. Never really got the playing time. Uh, so I think I had him again this year. And then he started the year in the AHL. So I just look like an asshole for two years or two preseasons in a row. Uh, but he's finally there. And he's, he's looked great. And uh, the guy that's really... And yeah, and the one guy that just I tweeted about this was I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent about these, this team is one guy that's for sure not getting any respect is Blake Wheeler. I mean, he's just insane. Mm-hmm. Leads the NHL in assists right now, I'm pretty sure. At least he did a couple days ago. So if not first, he's definitely second. Um, He's just, like, over the last couple years, he's, you know, always up there in assists. Consistent 20-goal scorer, too. Like, 
is 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 so good. And the one thing I tweeted out was uh, about how like that was one of just the most lopsided trades in NHL history. Like has to be. I think it was uh, Rich Peverly yeah. and I don't even know some guy, some big defenseman. I can't remember his name for Wheeler and somebody else too. Mark Stewart. And yeah, I mean, I think the I think that was I think that was the year that. The Bruins won the cup, it if was. I'm not mistaken. And Rich Peverly was actually a beast for them in the postseason. But I mean, pretty yeah. I mean, I mean, like it's tough. I, I like do you, do you trade uh, do you trade a Stanley Cup? I guess for he was still 12, like, 12 on their third. He was still line, good. You know what I mean? Yeah, Rich Peverly. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like whatever Peverly did, Wheeler could have done it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he just probably was pretty Peverly good. was a good penalty killer. Is up to yeah. I think they could have won and still had twelve years of a really yeah. really you know, high-end talent. Or if they didn't trade Phil, or if they didn't trade Sagan. I know. Somebody, when I was tweeting this out, somebody somebody tweeted at me, like, what their lineup would have looked like if, like, they didn't make, like, any trades over that time. And it was so gross because, like, Barzil should have been in there too. Well, like, they just passed on him. But they're like, man, like, this is what the Bruins could look like right now. And, like, it was, like, the most disgusting team ever. And they literally just have none of these guys. <laughs> and they're like the only ones, you know, still repping the best three players on the top line right now. Yeah, they're the only ones that haven't broken up. Well, it's because, like, those guys, Marshawn's been banged up. They haven't had a chance to, to watch it for as many games as the oh, other ones. They're so good, dude. They've had some young kids actually step up, too, which has really helped. Yeah. Like, so they, but um, unlike in Philadelphia, where this is the rest of the team's just doing nothing. They got, you know what, though? They snapped that skit. I think they've won three in a row now, so they're turning it around, And too. they're not even that bad. Like, they're not even, they're out of the basement, right? No, yeah. It's just, well, like, their huge, huge issue is just the I mean, fact that they continue. Ten going to hurt you, but. Yeah. They continue <laughs> to just try Andrew McDonald out there for, like, 30 minutes a night. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. where are you going to get with that? It's that's brutal. What, that's what the pen and paper dictates, bro. When you sign that yeah. guy to buy the The worst part is that, die. like, the worst part <laughs> is, like, they waived the guy. And, like, he went down to the A. Like, they, you know, they got it off the books. And then they just brought him back up. Like, once he's down there, you got to leave that, that Albatross well, contract down. Well, it's not, like, really like, off the books anymore, right? Like, it's... Well, it's not. No, it's, it's, it's not. But, you, I mean, you get, yeah. some, you get some relief, at uh, least. I think you just feel bad, deal. right? Like, you know, he's just sitting there. And, you know, I feel like he probably is still serviceable, right? Like, he, he's not horrible. Yeah, but... He's, but he should he, he like he should not be on their top like pair like he plays insane yeah. minutes. Yeah, but he gets paid like a top pair defenseman. He sure yeah, does. Yeah, <laughs> he played twenty five minutes in Edmonton the other night. Crazy. It's all right. Provorov is a top pairing defenseman, and they pay him like he's an AHLer. So there you go. I guess it balances out. Uh, speaking of top pairing defensemen, a segue okay. that we did not we did not plan. Shea, uh, Shea Theodore, sixteen percent owned in Vegas. Golden Knights continue to impress and shock the hockey world. Honestly, it's Seriously. insane. I can't even believe it. Um, so it. I look at their roster and I'm just like, how? Yeah, they just try harder than everybody, and they're just so fast. I guess I think um, I think the home ice is just out of this world, dude. Yeah, Those I Vegas feel like swings. Like I mean, you can't. I, I'm done saying that they're gonna crash because like whatever. I still think it's gonna happen, but I'm not. I'm done saying it. But I'm. I'm. I really don't want it to happen anymore. At first, I'm like, ah, any funny joke. Now I'm just like, dude, like I hope they win the President's Trophy. Like, this team is unreal. Um, but Love they, them, so. I feel like when they do crash, it's gonna be like they're gonna crash and burn. 
like they're gonna pull a Philly and lose ten in a row. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not gonna it's gonna happen all at once. It's not gonna be gradual. It's gonna be tough to watch, I think. But <laughs> hopefully it doesn't happen. Um, in the meantime, the Golden Knights again continue to shock the hockey world, and I think that means that their top defensemen should probably be more than sixteen percent owned. I'm not an expert, mm-hmm. but uh, I think he should be. Uh, Theodore has a 54.4 Corsi rating so far this year. Five points, one goal, four assists in 13 games, despite having a low 6.9 nice on ice shooting percentage and a 3.6 personal shooting percentage. Uh, he's averaging nearly 20 minutes a night, over 220 on the power play per game. Uh, he'll continue to be a force that blue line. He'll continue to be leaned on heavily. He'll be continued to lean on, leaned on to uh, carry. The anchor that is Derek Angeland on the top pairing. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess the Flyers could have Angeland on their top pair instead of uh, Andrew Thompson. It could be worse, I suppose. I guess. But uh, <laughs> you got anything else to add on Theodore? Uh, no, he's the boy, man. Um, Michael yeah. Furland, though, is another one under 20% um, that is worth shouting out and maybe taking a look at in potentially deeper leagues. Um, he obviously doesn't offer the most skill and uh, production in his own right but again this is all about who you're playing with i uh, slotted firmly alongside you and monahan right now in calgary um so and i think he has dual wing eligibility but i'm talking off the top of my head so i'm not totally sure uh but yeah worth mentioning because he's super low under 20 percent. but again i'd be uh way more willing to pick up kyle connor before him but you know if uh, you're not so lucky and Furland's there i think he can still uh, produce some in the in the short term as long as he's on that top line for sure. He uh, he has dual wing eligibility in both Yahoo and ESPN. Um, I think this, t- this this episode is going to be titled, Who You Playing With? Because yeah. <laughs> it's really all we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, especially if you're a Monaghan or Gaudreau owner, uh, I think Ferland's definitely worth a look. Uh, he's playing, like, 18 minutes a night, too. Like, and that line, like, that line has been really good. Like, he creates a lot of room for, you know, the smaller Gaudreau and – People are afraid to go after those guys when you got a big tough guy out there that can actually do something with the puck. So it's nice. I mean, there's no Tom Wilson out there. Um, it's like Milan Lucic, but it works. Yeah. Oh my God. What a terrible signing that guy has been. Yeah. Oh, it's like is he Andrew awful? McDonald of forwards. Yeah. Is he awful or what? Yeah. And then they put him with four Connors. Like, oh, that kid's gonna must hate his life right now. No one's gonna pick on him though. No. 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 That's so dumb. Can, they can't catch him anyway. No, yeah, you can't, no, someone's getting their face punched if they even touch them yeah. by, like, the whole team. Yeah. But anyways, that was Season 3, Episode 14 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. I'm Brock Segan with Dylan D. Berthium. I don't remember who won the contest last week, but make sure to join our DraftKings contest next Thursday. I won't tweet it out at 4.45, an hour before lock. <laughs> um, no, make I like sure that, because then it doesn't fill and it's still guaranteed. Yeah, except that DraftKings is not going to be happy about that, but it's on them. They, they admitted it, so that's good. Nice. Uh, anyways... Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you guys back here next week. Hopefully with all three of us. Uh, we'll all be live even. Uh, yeah. Right? You'll be back next Thursday. Beautiful. Yeah. We'll all be live. Should be one of the best shows. Maybe we'll have a four-hour special. Just kidding. I could never talk for that long. Uh, but enjoy uh, the weekend. Enjoy some uh, good slate of Saturday hockey as well. Uh, if you want to play some DraftKings, then uh, you're ready to get your ass beat by the boys. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.